Welcome to Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian. We are in the review of WWE's Backlash. This was their pay-per-view from yesterday. Uh, we start with the very first match, uh, which is a kickoff match. First of all, um, I'm tired of there being kickoff matches. I really do. I just think that, you know, for a long time, there. Uh, the New Day was part of a kickoff match, and as good as they were and as great as they were, especially with their rivalry uh, with the Usos, why in the world were they ever a kickoff match? It should just been the first match on the card, not the kickoff match or the pre-show or the match everybody gets to see for free because nobody really cares because it's not that important. That's to me what a kickoff match is in WWE. And so, again, uh, you got... Another kickoff match, which should just be the first match on the card. United States champion Apollo Crews defends against Andrade, the former champion. Um, this one, to me, is a pretty, pretty, uh, I want to say I'm glad that Apollo Crews won. But I'm also really not surprised that he won. Normally, I would be surprised because of the role of black wrestlers in WWE. But in this one, I'm not really surprised. And it's not really having anything to do with Apollo Crews, but everything to do with Andrade. I don't think the WWE thinks that they can trust Andrade to be consistent. Because even just in the past year, he's already missed time due to injury. And he's already missed time due to a 30-day suspension. And during that 30-day suspension, he was allowed to hold on to the U.S. title, which is mind-boggling to me. Like, why would you do that? If anything, strip it from him and allow him to get it back if you want him to have it that bad. But it's like, okay, so we're just not going to have the U.S. title on TV for 30 days. Okay, I guess nobody will notice. Um, but... Mid-card champions are important in my view, and um, I, I just think that this was more about Andrade not being consistent, so they're like, okay, we'll go with Apollo Cruz. But I'm glad Apollo gets the win. Um, he's been there long enough to where he's earned, uh, more than earned, this opportunity, and so I'm glad he continues to be the U.S. champion for now. We move on to the Women's Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Match, where Sasha Banks and Bayley defend against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics. Surprised to see uh, the Iconics wrestling again in the ring. How about that? Uh, they were barely on TV when they were champions, and yeah, they're barely on TV when they're not champions. I'm surprised that they're still employed. Out of all the people that WWE laid off, they kept those two. Really. But anyway... Um, yeah, I'm not surprised, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks get the win, they successfully defend their titles against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics, um, going deeper into what I think is going on here, the, the women's tag team division, ever since it was created, was not really much of a division, I think it was something that a lot of people were clamoring for, because it had been done in other, uh, wrestling organizations, and also just wanting to see it happen, because, again, the fans have been clamoring for it, you had other women wrestlers who you weren't doing anything with when it came to 
the world women's title picture on either brand. So you had to have something for them to do, right? Okay, so when you get these tag team titles, why not form some solid, formidable tag teams? WWE didn't do that. They basically just um, went with what was already kind of sort of existing that they had. And, I mean, the only thing that they put together really at the time was Sasha Banks and Bailey. That was the really the only time that, you know, and they were, okay, they were, to become a tag team because they were best friends. And then, you know, they put later on, they put together Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross because Alexa Bliss is part of that five that I've talked about previously that, you know, WWE is always going to take care of. Um, so, um, you know, eventually that's why Alexa Bliss got the tag title so she can have something to do. And, you know, Nikki Cross is just a tag along in my, in my view. I don't think they really have any plans for Nikki Cross, but, um, yeah, I've talked about this previously and it's, to me, it's mind boggling how you can't, you're not developing your women's division and definitely not your women's tag team division any further. Ever since they came to the main roster, the only women that WWE really takes care of and allows to shine and puts over are the four horse women and Alexa Bliss. That's it. Go back and think about it. Go back and look. Who else do they put over? Who else do they really take care of other than Charlotte? Becky Lynch, who would have the title still right now if she wasn't pregnant. Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss. Those are the women that have been women's tag a women's world champion, either on Raw or SmackDown for the last five years, consistently, or uh, Alexa Bliss, or been women's tag team champions, which in my view really don't matter, are not really legitimate titles because they don't have a legitimate women's tag team division. I mean, who else do you see on TV other than Bayley and Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, Every now and then in the Blue Moon, surprise, they still have a contract, the Iconics, and then the Kabuki Warriors. What other tag teams are there? There are no other women's tag teams. They're not even really developing any women's tag teams on NXT. So it's, it's like, and of course, yeah, they don't have women's tag team titles on NXT. I remember that one time where the Kabuki Warriors came to NXT to defend their titles against a... Uh, 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 see, I don't even remember who they defended them against. That's how uh, illegitimate it was, or insignificant it was. It was, it was like, what are you doing? Like, are you okay? So they lost. So the Kabuki Warriors beat uh, beat two women on NXT. Okay, are you gonna start a rivalry? Are you gonna make that tag team uh, solidified? Are you gonna make them come back and attack the Kabuki Warriors? No, nothing. What was the What was the point of the match? Like, if you're gonna have women's tag team titles make your tag team division legitimate make it something that's worth watching and it's like they just throw two people together uh, and and it's not worth watching and then the iconics are hardly ever on tv they don't work that good and it's like why are they still employed the only legitimate tag team in my view that's actually on the entire roster is the kabuki warriors they're the only legitimate tag team. And since Nia Jax has just jacked up Kari Sane so many times, and now they had to have something different to do, go in a different direction other than the last couple 
well, a year or two when the Kabuki Warriors had the tag titles. So now they're going to push Asuka again because they need Asuka to fill the gap because Becky Lynch is gone. If not, then it probably still would be Becky Lynch as the women's champion. Asuka wouldn't have even sniffed the Raw women's title or had the title reign or run, even though she won, and which was, again, the whole purpose of her winning Money in the Bank. And then it would still be the Kabuki Warriors with Paige... Or was it Paige? Yeah, no, but they they kicked Paige to the curb. But it'd still be the Kabuki Warriors occasionally on TV fighting for the tag titles. Again, that really don't mean anything. And so with this match, it's like, okay, I figured, yeah, it's just them putting over the the bad girl BFFs, Bailey and Sasha Banks, Bailey and her tag along, Sasha Banks. Notice notice how the, the, the one girl who complained a lot or actually voiced her opinion really is at the shortest end of the stick even though she's part of the four horsewomen but you had charlotte uh with the nxt women's title now formally uh because io shirai has it but charlotte didn't get pinned so she saves face and i'm pretty sure charlotte if she wants well i think charlotte has creative control quite as this kept i think charlotte has some creative control now but I think eventually, if Charlotte wants to, she'll be NXT Women's Champion again, unless she wants to go back to Raw or SmackDown and start a rivalry there to build to build up a rivalry possibly with Asuka because she's already had a couple matches with her on Raw while she was an NXT Women's Champion. So, um, going back to like I said, it's not surprising that Bailey and Sasha Banks win because they're just putting them over. They're part of the original Four Horsewomen. Those are part of the two of the five women that are the only women they really put over. They got all these other women wrestlers on the roster who might get a title shot. But, of course, they always lose to either Charlotte or Becky or Bailey or Sasha Banks or Alexa Bliss. And that's all the women's division has been since the quote-unquote women's revolution started. You remember that time where it was Team Bad and then... Charlotte came out for the first time in the main roster and Becky came out for the first time in the main roster and Bailey and Sasha Banks. Ever since then, it's only been about those five women. And that's really pathetic. Like, you have so many other women wrestlers that you could develop and could make better. And it's like, you can only have so many lovable losers. You build up uh, baby faces. You build up somewhat of a heel to get a, a women's world title shot. And then you have them fall flat on their face. Like, like what, what was, what was the point? What was the point of building up those other women wrestlers? If you weren't going to let them have a run or let them have some type of shine. Like, seriously, what, what was the point? And, and it's like, yeah, I'm just, I, I guess I'm just frustrated, but it's like, what was the point of Shayna Baszler even coming to the main roster? What? 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 What is she doing right now? She comes. She should have won the Royal Rumble. But she doesn't. So she, in order to get a title shot, she has to bite Becky's neck. Then she gets the title shot. Loses at WrestleMania. In like the weakest fashion. And then you don't see her. 
she's talking about she's going to be back. Of course, she has to sell that she's going to be back, even though she she's not. And then she's, what, is she injured? I mean, what's going on? Shayna Baszler could have taken this to new heights. I mean, you put her over for so long at NXT. Then, just like they do so many wrestlers, they put so many wrestlers over, so many wrestlers they put over in NXT. And then when they get them to the main roster, they water them down. Like, why? What was the point? You might as well have just left Shayna Baszler on NXT if you're going to do this. She should have won the Royal Rumble, went to WrestleMania, took the title off of Becky. Becky could fade off into the sunset or temporary sunset with her pregnancy while Shayna Baszler is ruling as the dominant heel on the main roster with the world title. And then you could build rivalries off of that. What are you doing? Seriously. It 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 just to me it just doesn't make sense, but that's my whole spiel, and uh, we're moving on because I'm tired of it. Sheamus defeats Jeff Hardy. I I get that they were building this up, you know, for some time for but the storyline of what Jeff Hardy said that Sheamus did to Elias and stuff like that, and just building up. Um, I guess you know Sheamus is a heel, which I really don't think he needs in terms of this right now i mean Seamus is he's a badass just by himself he he doesn't need this this type of build-up i would already be entering him or thrusting him toward either the mid-card title or world title picture because he's done it before so there's no there's no there's no need for this quote-unquote reboot like what i mean is this just a holding pattern for him to have something to do until they want him to be a part of the world title picture i would think that he's going to be the next challenger for Drew McIntyre for the WWE title because they're not I mean what else do they have uh that's le- that's legitimate <clears throat> so I guess they use this to put him over I never really thought Jeff Hardy was going to win ever since Matt Hardy and who is now in AEW and Jeff Hardy had been back in WWE the time that they were in WWE all the it's like they're on the legends contract they just come in there to put over the young talent that's really all they're there for they're there for Flash, they're there for Pop, and hey, the nostalgia, hey, remember when the Hardys did what's and what's what? They ain't doing nothing now. They haven't been doing anything since their last stint back in WWE. They came back, and that loud pop, that loud craze, uh, whichever WrestleMania that was, when they won the Raw Tag Team titles, because it was a big surprise that they were coming back, and they won in, in the latter match the Raw Tag Team titles, and they haven't done anything since then. I mean, if you really want to count that U.S. title stint that Jeff Hardy had, which it was, it was, it was dumb, and then the way he lost it to Nakamura was dumb, and okay, that's it. So I mean, you know, there's got to be some type of at least some point of a suspension of belief, of of disbelief or belief, whichever one it is, that either person can win. But when things are so obvious, it's like, I know that Sheamus is going to win. Because they're trying to build him back up as a heel again. Which he doesn't need to be built back up. But that's what they're trying to do. And so they had to make this something like a rivalry. Something like heat that was being built up. But of course, Sheamus was going to win. Sheamus was going to win. Raw Women's Champion Asuka and Nia Jax. uh, Up for the Raw Women's title. Um, this one ended at a double count out. Not really surprised there because, well, first of all, I'm surprised that Nia Jax is being pushed 
at all, considering her track record of hurting other wrestlers, in particular Kari Sane. Um, I don't understand why. I mean, well, maybe it's coming, but uh, Kari Sane needs to get compensated some way, somehow, f- by Nia Jax or by WWE because of what's happened. Like, that's just not fair. That's not right. And the fact that you put her in the ring, the fact that you put Kari Sane in the ring with Nia Jax again after what she's done to her the first time and her track record is, to me, is just, is just, that's bad on WWE's part. Like, I don't understand why you would do that. You don't put a little girl, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I know she's an adult. But it's just compared to Nia Jax, she's a little girl in terms of size. Why would you put her in there with a dangerous, much larger woman? That doesn't make sense. Again, a second time. Don't do that. Why would you do that? But Asuka and Nia have worked in the past. They worked in NXT. They worked well together uh, previously on the main roster. And I would think that even though... uh, even though Kari saying uh, Oscar is still much smaller than Nia Jax, she I guess is tougher or she's a little more durable or knows how to deal with Nia Jax much more so than Kari saying. So this thing could work, and I'm not surprised that it ended in double countout because they want this to go for a little while. Becky Lynch is gone; she's pregnant. They again, even with the women's singles division, they're really not doing a good job of building that up because they just have a whole bunch of lovable losers that they come up allow them to come up and then they get knocked down by either Charlotte or Becky or or Sasha or Bailey or Alexa Bliss. So this they needed to ride out a little longer and this to be like a what WWE was known for for a lot of many years was having like a three month rivalry where two people one was a champion, one was a challenger and whether or not challenger won or lost on the first time it would be two more title matches in the next two consecutive months for a three-month rivalry which to me i've never agreed with it's like if you're you're gonna build up heat build up heat before the match don't start to build the heat build up with the first title match and then build this heat up consistently over three months with the challenger consistently losing to the champion that doesn't make any sense to me but, uh, yeah, I think that there's going to be another title shot, another title match between Asuka and Nia Jax at the next pay-per-view, which is why there was no decision here. And so they want to keep that writing out. Uh, the next thing uh, that we have on here, Universal Champion Braun Strowman defeats The Miz and John Morrison in a handicap match. This was just a filler. Uh, of course, you know, The, the Miz can always sell, uh, even though I'm not impressed by his in-ring ability but the Miz can always sell glad to see John Morrison back but this was just something for uh, Braun Strowman to do because they're trying to build up possibly possible heat or possible rivalry or friendly rivalry or whatever you want to call it between uh, Universal Champion Braun Strowman and the money in the bank holder Otis so eventually that's going to have to come to fruition um with Otis, I'm thinking still going to stay a baby face and officially challenging Braun Strowman for the uh, universal title, because that's always the way they make baby faces challenge for the title when they have the money in the bank briefcase, as opposed to heels when they get to just take advantage of a wounded champion. That's, of course, why majority of the time a heel wins the money in the bank ladder match. Um, 
But yeah, this is just a filler until they decide what they want to do with Braun Strowman and Otis. So, of course, Universal Champion Braun Strowman defends successfully against The Miz and John Morrison in a handicap match. Next, we go on to the WWE Championship match. Um, Drew McIntyre defending against Bobby Lashley. I could go on and on about how underused Bobby Lashley is, but if you've seen or watched WWE for any period of time, you already know the deal. He was used nothing more as a mid-carter in his first stint. Then he was fed to John Cena, and then he was gone. He goes and becomes a star, a really big star in Impact Wrestling. Does really well there as their face of their uh, face of their company, a leader, even as a heel for more for at least two years, I believe, if not longer. And um, he was shining. He comes back to WWE and he goes right back to the lesser role again. He's been heralded and marveled as the black Brock Lesnar for how many years? I don't know, but it's been quite a few. But when it comes to how he's treated as opposed to Brock Lesnar, it's not even close. I wonder why. Um, it's, it's, it's so it's not surprising that Drew was winning this match number one he just won the title of wrestlemania beating brock lesnar so they weren't going to allow his stint as wwe champion in this early although it would have been nice if these guys could have had a rivalry where you allow the chant the challenger to win the title the first time and then these guys have a rematch at the next pay-per-view and then maybe it's over then because at least you have back and forth with the title as opposed to a three-month rivalry where the champion is constantly beating the challenger. It's like, why should, even even if you're saying wins and losses don't matter, why should a challenger get two extra title shots at a champion if he can't beat him, or a third title shot at a champion if he can't beat him the first two times just because the two hate each other? Really? Stupid. Like, like if this is supposed to be about competition... Let it be more, you you have to put it, you have to have competition be a, you have to have this thing be about, more about competition and less about the storylines. I get that the storylines are important. I get that you have to tell a story, but it just, like, if as a fan, you just, you're not going to get much out of this when it's just constantly the same thing. Champion defends against challenger three times and the challenger can't win. It's like, why are you getting this many title shots? I remember Shinsuke Nakamura got six title shots in a year and couldn't win. At the height of his baby face stardom, which he should have won the title at WrestleMania, which boggles my mind. You won't allow you allow him. You put him over. You put Nakamura over by beating John Cena one on one. You put him over by beating Randy Orton one on one. But then in two straight pay-per-views, he can't beat. Wait for it. Jinder Mahal. He can't beat Jinder Mahal in two straight pay-per-views and two straight title matches. He can't beat Jinder Mahal. And then later on, you have him lose three straight times, win the World Rumble, but then lose later on three straight times, three straight title matches, actually four straight title matches, um, if I'm not mistaken, to AJ Styles when you turned him heel. Like, what? what? Why give? what, What is the point of that? And then all you've done since then is drop him down the mid-card. Like, what was the point of you building him up in the first place? And then if you go to with Braun Strowman, the only reason he's really champion <clears throat> is because Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania. 
Everybody knows that. That's the only reason Braun Strowman is champion. If not, then it would be the same thing with Braun Strowman as the lovable loser, dominant champion, always losing world title matches. But of course, we all knew that Bill Goldberg wasn't going to stay in WWE that long. So the fact that he had a title again already told you, just like last time when he took it from Kevin Owens, that dropped it a month later to Brock Lesnar, this was the exact same thing. He wins the title from The Fiend and drops it a month later to what was supposed to be Roman Reigns. But because Roman Reigns pulled out because of and what he should have done to protect himself and his health, it goes to Braun Strowman by default. That's the only reason Braun Strowman is Universal Champion right now, or else Braun Strowman would be just another waste of talent, just like he has been, just like other wrestlers have been. But, yeah, off on the tangent, because, like I said, Bobby Lashley has earned better. I figured at least when you go over to another company and you do well and you show your former company that, hey, look, this is what I can do as the face. This is what I can do as a dominant heel. Look how I can carry this company and look how uh, good we're doing with me as the world champion. Then you come back home or you come back to where you first started and it's like, yeah, we've seen you. You're impressive over there. Let's give you a shot over here. What do they do? Nothing with him. When he first came in, he was the little brother, the Braun Strowman, always in tag matches with him and making him act like he couldn't handle his own. And then Braun Strowman would come in to save the day. And all he's had since then is two one-month intercontinental title runs to which both times he lost to Finn Balor. Really? This is the black Brock Lesnar, but in this, this is all you do with him. When it came to the world title and it came to the universal title at the time when it was on Raw, you had him beat Roman Reigns in a one-on-one match. But then the following month, when it actually counted for a universal title shot, then you let Roman Reigns beat Bobby Lashley. It's like, why couldn't the match that Bobby Lashley won before the universal title shot why could we have seen bobby lashley versus versus brock lesnar at SummerSlam? to me that would have been more entertaining that would have been better i get what they're gonna say because roman reigns had to go away again and fight his battle with leukemia and so they just wanted to do this for him i guess to show him a token of love i get that But a lot of times, who else is getting that type of treatment, even if they had or in the same situation? If Bobby Lashley had leukemia, a battle with leukemia, I don't I guarantee you he's not getting that same type of love. They're not going to give him the universal title so he can just forfeit it because he's got to go battle with leukemia. They're not going to do that for him, but they did it for Roman Reigns because whoever it is that they whoever it is that they have a plan for that's who they push back in the day when i used to watch wrestling when i was younger i understood what was going on it was like if you got over you got pushed that's how it was now it don't matter if you're over if they don't have a plan for you you can be as over as over can be you can be twice three times over and they still won't do anything with you or still won't do the right thing with you it is what it is i guess I like Drew McIntyre. I'm glad he's champion. But it's like, don't even give, just to me, just don't even give Bobby Lashley a title shot. Don't even, 
Don't even just put him up in the world title picture just to feed him to another white champion again, who he can clearly beat. And with Bobby Lashley being in his 40s, I mean, hey, you could say, oh, he's older. They can't use him. Well, look, Brock Lesnar's in his 40s. Brock Lesnar's been holding the title while he's been in his 40s. So don't tell me that they can't have a, a robust or muscular champion in their 40s where they'd rather have a younger champion. Brock Lesnar would have been doing it in his 40s for quite a f- couple years now, or at least his early 40s. I don't know exactly how old Brock Lesnar is, but I know at the time he turned 40, he was still holding a universal title in his long stint. So don't tell me because Bobby Lash is over 40 that he can't hold the title. He's still in there. He's still getting it done. He can hold the title. He can make a run. But like I said, it is what it is. Raw Tag Team Champions, again, uh, the WWE is not doing much with their tag team division. I'm glad that the Street Profits are the champions, but this whole thing, I mean, it's been kind of comical with the different competitions that the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders have been competing in all these other types of events, non-wrestling related just because of the rivalry. And then this match happens and they fought before it takes place. No contest. Why? Just like Asuka and Nia Jax. They really don't have anything else for the tag team division, for the tag team champions. So they need this rivalry to ride out a little longer because they don't have anything else for the tag team champions, for the tag teams to do. And then we get to Randy Orton versus edge again i tell you it was great to see edge back in the royal rumble but you know him coming back and he was talking about how he wants to come back and end his career on his terms great wonderful but this is not how i imagined it starting out or restarting if you want to say that because that that wrestlemania last man standing match was grueling and i'm not talking in a good way and then it's like okay we're finally done with that. Let's move on. Let's give him something else. No, what do we get? We get them rematching again. I would figure that Randy Orton was going to retire. I figured Randy was going to retire after WrestleMania. You know, big match, WrestleMania, he loses. And that's usually how they allow or make their stars ride out into the sunset. But he's back again. And it's a backlash, and it's like, I mean, what is it? Is it is it he he needs to carry Edge, or Edge needs to carry him, or is you know Edge wanted to work with only Randy Orton because they got history, so he's the only one. That, I'm I'm not saying that Randy Orton isn't a good worker, but I'm like seriously, this this isn't entertaining. Like Edge, Edge should be, like even though this is his second stint, he is forty six years old. So it's not like this stint is going to be so much longer than the first stint. So if you got a shorter amount of time to work with, wouldn't you want to speed things up a bit? It should already be back in the world title picture. It should already be competing for either WWE or Universal Championship. Because he's not going to be there that long. This is his second stint. He's 46 years old. Yes, he's in great shape, but you're still 46. Okay, so eventually, at some point in time, you gotta think about you gotta think about your health. You want to make a good second stint again. Okay, put him in the world title picture. Let him win the world title again. Let him have some good rivalries with that. Let him lose, and however he wants to leave, right off into the sunset. Great, but this this is boring. 
Like, really, like, I don't want to see another match with Randy Orton and Edge. I don't, I don't care. You got to make people care. And when you do stuff like this, especially with what you did at WrestleMania, it's like, okay, we dealt with it. That was grueling. But why would you, on earth would you do that again? It, it, I don't get it. Or maybe I do get it and I just don't like it. See, a lot of times we say we don't get things, but it's like we really do get them. We just don't like them or we disagree with them. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Anyway, that's my review of WWE's Backlash, hoping the next pay-per-view can be better. Again, my biggest takeaways are the fact that the women's division, singles and tag team, needs to be built up better. Um, You know, I'm glad that Apollo Crews... It has the title, but I don't know if it's for the right reasons. It should be because he's earned it and not because Andrade, they can't trust Andrade, so they decide to give it to somebody else. Um, hoping that Sheamus just go ahead and gets pushed toward the world title or universal title picture. Um, I understand he might be on, you know, I, don't, I, I still don't believe that there's a whole brand separation thing. You, you know, they're anybody liable to show up on either show and do whatever. So whether Seamus challenges for the universal title, world title, I don't care. But, you know, what what they're doing with him right now, as far as I don't know if this is a holding pattern or whatnot, but I can just go ahead and push him to the world title. Just go ahead and do it. Don't stop wasting time. Um, And then Bobby Lashley, that's my biggest thing is just he's wasted. I mean, you know. Hey, he's collecting a paycheck, so, you know, good for him. Wonderful, but sorely underused, sorely undervalued. And I just wish it was, uh, they were doing better with him. And then, like I said, with Edge, um, like I said, this is a shorter stint. So do, you, you do better with the time that you have. That's all I'm asking. Um, overall grade, I give it a... And the way it sounded, I probably would think I'm probably not going to get this a good grade at all. But, I mean, I'll go with a B minus. B minus. They're right on the cusp. I'll say it's a little better than average. In which case, that might be a C plus. But I'll go with a B minus. I'll be nice. I'll be a little nice as much as I've torn down this pay-per-view and torn down what they're doing with these characters. But... I'll give it overall, overall a B minus, but WWE should be doing much better than this. And maybe this is just a filler pay-per-view, and especially when you have a pay-per-view where none of the titles change hands, that's another thing I have an issue with. Like, don't have all these titles on the line if nothing different's gonna happen. It's just, no. It's, 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 I mean, yeah, I watched it, but it's just, it, in the rea- in the true reality, it's, you know, you're hoping for something that different to happen. And for no titles to change hands, and even with the Street Profits not even having a title, an actual title match, like, what are you doing? It's like it's a filler pay-per-view. Okay, well, then don't have the pay-per-view. <laughs> I know. Oh, how could WWE not have a pay-per-view? If you ain't got nothing good to put out there, don't put it out there. Don't just put stuff out there just because you want to... Yeah. Anyway, this has been my review. Probably way too long, but this is my review of WWE's Backlash. I'm like I'm saying, hoping that WWE can do better 
on the next one. This is Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian. We'll see you in the next review, the next podcast, the next episode. Believe until you stop breathing. That's what I always say. Got to keep believing to go after what you want. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Thank you.